Oh, wow. Sorry. Did you go? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> we started this off with a disaster. <laughs> oh, hey, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize my mic was, like, caught in my beard. And it is. Anyway, it's not now. <laughs> um, Crisis averted, everybody. Calm down. I didn't realize you already pressed the button. You told me you were ready. It's <laughs> all right. We are ready. If, yeah, ever like we've had a lot of people ask about podcasts recently. A yeah. lot of people have been missing the podcast and everything, and I find that amusing. Well, we went from cranking out a podcast a day to like one a month. That's yeah. a big difference. But I found that kind of amusing. I'm like, wow, you're really... You're really people like missing them? They, yeah, you listen to them. Oh, it's like this is what you do now, and it actually serves a purpose. Crazy. Okay. Well, I mean, like... Does it I still just, just seem weird to you? I know that I, I hit controversial topics, and a lot of people dislike what I say. <laughs> so that's what's really interesting to get more requests. And like, hey, I missed the podcast. I'm like, really? Because all I say is stuff to make people angry. It's not your purpose. Not on purpose. Yeah. That's not. I just. Well, it's because the only people you hear from are the ones that have like a, I have a bone to pick with you, so I'm going to make sure my voice is heard type of thing. Today, by the way, is not going to be any different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So, but this is going to start off as more of a plea. And I've been kind of going over in my head and I guess this is kind of a, why this matters, why all this matters. Um, it's going to get political, and we're going to talk about different things like that, of course. Big surprise. Big surprise. I, again, I didn't want to do this. This is something that I just keeps landing on my lap, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I wish that I could get. Like, I just get going on, and I can't, and I just have to have some sort of outlet on. And I pray about it. I'm like, you know, Lord, if you, what, like, can you just let me let this go? because mm-hmm. i'm like i really don't want to talk ab- like i don't it, it just opens us up for so much criticism and so many people to get triggered and that's i don't want to do that like i don't want to you know but there's also like a seriousness to this and i yeah. think that's where i'm at today i think i've been able to formulate i think in other times when i've kind of come at this at a different angle i think i've kind of been able to formulate uh, an idea of why all this matters and what it is that it's it's trying to be accomplished here because I, I have not seen I have heard other other <clears throat> pastors and teachers and different things like that say um, the th- a lot of the same things that I say but yet they don't follow through on them sure. and then they end up coming to these weird conclusions and I'm like but you believe a different way um, why all of the and why particularly I harp on politics, this Trump idea so much, and why all this matters, right? I it's just more of a plea. I got I read an article this morning from Crosswalk that kind of triggered me a little bit. Um, it was written. It was like God. It was that it was titled "God Often Chooses Leaders with Serious Character Flaws," which. Amen. Agreed. It, it was a very conservative written pro-Trump article. Sure. That was. 
Which, it didn't fully do go we not find that kind of funny that if you want to be pro-trump in the christian arena you know you have to start with well i mean he picks the ones with a lot of flaws yeah right like we don't find that like yeah no that, that's ext- that's extremely funny that we do have to go to that yeah and but it the examples that this guy the president he's a he's the president of some uh, some ministry or something that that he writes for crosswalk but crossway uh, crosswalk I, crosswalk okay I, if i said crossway i'm no, sorry you said I probably, crosswalk but I okay you, yeah okay no no but i, mean, I was just trying to keep it straight earlier when i said this earlier you said crossway when you were yeah telling me that's about what it. yeah that's so, why i was that's like what honey, I thought. Are you so forgive this me wrong? i'm sorry this is crosswalk okay. um just checking anyway i was reading it and he was using the examples of David, mm. how David sinned with Bathsheba. Of course. And, you know, how he had a serious immorality character flaw. And I'm just, but the problem with, you know, the problem that everybody <laughs> like, misses yes, with this obviously. is David was an extremely faithful person to God. Yeah. He was a follower of God and, and he lived his life. You are not David, Trump. For God, no. <laughs> like, that's not. And, and David did sin. Yes, yes. absolutely. And he lost his but, child but because of whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To say that David had a character flaw, you can't know because David lived his life completely different. Was he a purposeful warrior for the Lord? Absolutely he was. But we know that David was faithful and the Lord was pleased with David. Yeah. This has, I, I mean, this, Thus you can't. promising him you can't the Messiah try, to come from his name. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you can't make the comparison, no matter if you're pro or whatever your argument is for Trump. I'm sorry, you cannot make this David comparison. This is, David did not have a serious, he, he seriously sinned, right? Yes. But he did not have a serious character flaw. So is this I mean, like David is mu- defined by the greatness. God, yeah. you have to, you you seriously, you don't know, you're, you're biblically illiterate, and that's okay if you think that that comparison, I believe that that comparison is there. Because... David w- pleased the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something that's easy to do. You know, there's plenty of people in the Bible that did not please the Lord. Absolutely. David was one of the people that pleased the Lord. And yes, he seriously sinned. But he did not have a character flaw. And you can't make this a comparison to the pres- our president of the United States. This, you cannot do that. Um, and then, you know, he, he went on and... and and talked about Paul, um, you know, persecuting Christians before. And I'm like, uh, okay, the, while these examples are true. I feel like these are the same people that try to find obscure verses to prove that women should be pastors. They, right? Like we're pulling right, like the they, same really obscure. They use, like, argument, right, they use the same arguments. And, and I'm like, in any other topic, you yeah. would not say these things. In any other topic, yeah. you would you would not say these things, and you know I got to th- again I got to thinking and praying about it and trying to formulate just general plan because I know um, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm sure people are sick of hearing about it, especially people the ones that that do not agree with me and they want some other content and they, they just want don't this want topic it. to just disappear. yeah they just want it to disappear. But it just it, it just won't for me. Um, somebody asked me last night if I watched Pastor J.D. Frog's prophecy update 
for this week. And I'm like, no, which I can't. We usually which I used to all the time. Yeah. But I'm like, I, no, I can't anymore because all that it is is just this big Trump song for 10 minutes. And then he gets into this other stuff, which I was talking to you about earlier. I'm yeah. like, I don't understand how in the same breath. Okay. And this is where. So for us people that believe that are pre-millennialists that believe in the rapture and the th- in the literal kingdom and, and you know um, we we believe in a, a specific place for Israel and the church and although we are grafted into one tree we are we are two distinct groups that so for us and we believe in the tribulation period and all these you know all these things and most of these prophecy teachers or these people that that believe in this premillennial uh are you know uh, interpretation of scripture are saying that yeah this world is increasingly evil the technology of all these things that we said that is going to happen is coming the deception that is that we know biblically we know the end times deception that's going to be rampant or is rampant at the end of days now yet we are holding to this idea of some american utopian holding on to this president or this man or whoever it is saying that god this is what god is doing and using to get us through this time and while he may be yeah whatever but that's not how god uses his i mean that's not god's plan for the earth and that's not plans for this country. Well, because the point being that on one hand, people are like, yes, we are most definitely in the end of times. So we're looking for Christ's return. The rapture of the church is coming like the end is at hand. But then it's like, but oh, thank goodness. God gave us Trump. He's going to restore America. Things are going to be made better. Yada, yada. It's like, OK, like, these are oil and water. They don't. It's like together. you forgot. You forgot the fact of all the stuff that you were saying on the other side of it. But because you have somebody that claims to be defending you and your your beliefs and your you've bought into this American version of this of this gospel that this is what we we must do in the direction that we must face or otherwise we're I don't know somehow disappointing the Lord or not doing what we're supposed to or whatever else. But I see it's something that I see a lot of solid people do. That's why I had to stop following a couple people on Instagram and social media because I was like, I don't understand how you can be so solid in so many different areas and not see this, this, this issue is with Trump and politics and the country and everything else. This issue is the exact same issue reflected in the gospels. What we see in the gospels with what Jesus dealt with with Israel and Rome and the ideas and the this is the exact same thing. You can't and and this is something that John MacArthur I've I've said this book a hundred million times, but Christ calls to reform the church. This is one thing that he points out in this book in Christ Called to Reform the Church is the fact that Christ in his day, the religious right would have been the Pharisees. This is a, this is exactly who they would have been. They, I mean, you can, if you want to compare groups of people from biblical times in a, in a right comparison to what today would be, your your Pharisees are your religious right. 
And this is exactly who Jesus blasted. He absolutely blasted him. And for some reason, we have this idea that this is, this is, it's not the same compared. It doesn't work the same. Yet Jesus didn't seek to overthrow Rome. What he said to give to Caesar's, what is Caesar? Give to God's, what is God's? He didn't, he's in Hebrews even tells us, I mean, the very first verse in Hebrews tells us that God spoke in many ways in days prior. But in these last days, he spoke to us and through his son, through Christ. John and first, I mean, in, the, in his epistles, clearly in, in the first, in his first letter, clearly saw, as the other apostles did, Christ is the climax to human history. So as soon as Christ came in the first century, that was the last point in history like we have gone up to all these things that god you know all, all the, the, the all these things that god has promised all these different things up until this point in history christ he came he accomplished he is now he is i mean he was existed with the father before but now these things are complete and in waiting further completion in his return but that's all up to him in this in-between period. It's like it's, we speak through Christ, not through leaders, not through nations, not through anything else. This is through Christ. And, there's no, and we have is American Christians and we have this idea and we've all seen the memes and the pictures on Facebook that shows Jesus standing behind Trump and holding his shoulders in the White House. Like that's... While that's true, that he all authority has been given to him, and he holds all rule and authority, and he he sets up kingdoms, he tears them down. Absolutely, that's true, a hundred percent. But in no way does that affect a follower of Christ's life, and in, in the slightest, not one leader, not one person, nobody affects your life or the way that you live it. It's a serious waste of time, energy, and resources in the church to tell people that this is something that we've got to combat. And we've got to wage this culture war against it like we're going to make some sort of temporal ground. We may here get a little bit further because we, we fought this hard, but then you lose ground. What do you guys think is going to happen after Trump? This is only going to be eight, maybe four more years of this. Maybe. Then after that, do you think that the Republicans are ever going to get, do you think this is going to, no, it's going to fall to the left again. Watch. Why? Because the right goes and they gave the right, high, most furthest off extreme that you can get on the right. That's going to fall. And it's going to rise up the left. It just it ticks off the left and it rises up. That's what's happened throughout history. Consistently all throughout history, this has happened. It's just repetitive. Yet we play these stupid reindeer games with each other. And we buy into this and think that this is... But why does it matter? Well, it matters because look at the things that Jesus said to the Pharisees. And to the people that were caught up in this deception, look at the group of people that Jesus says, hey, man, 
I really wish you knew me, but you don't. That's why that matters. Maybe some of this may be innocent. You may be not not concerned or not thinking about it. But then there's some of it that's like maybe you need to check yourself and check to see if you truly have the spirit. Are you not are you in love with the world and this world systems and think that there's some sort of false utopia and movement that you're going, you know, that you're you're going to be able to to gain this temporal ground in? But see, the problem is, is while you're gaining temporal ground to gain temporal ground, you're putting down your values and your morals and your God-given instruction in his word to gain temporal ground. Don't be confused. Bad company ruins good morals. So even if you're saying that, okay, well, yeah, we got to have this bad. So just do it. We, no, that, that, that takes away the whole, the whole idea of it, period. I just, and this is for only, this is for the people that, listen, if you, if you don't believe in premillennialism and you, you think that we're in the kingdom now and you think that. Christ came back in 70 AD and you think all that stuff, then none of this stuff really matters. I sound like a fool. But to somebody that truly believes in premillennialism and the idea of this, this is something that's kind of concerning. Because, you know, we tend to, you know, the, the premillennialists tend to be the, you know, conspiracy theorists, you know, the left behind, like the... The crazy things like th this is what we we tend to be like, and we sit here and but yet we believe the biggest lie out of it all. We believe that this, we believe that this is what God would have us do. We believe that this is what God had set up, and we there's not there's not a chance in the world that hey, maybe. Satan is influencing this leader. Maybe it's not God. Maybe it's Satan. Maybe you're being deceived. But they're like, oh, he's such a, he's nobody has ever done such for Christianity. Like, yeah, and nobody else has also touted his own horn and said how much he's done for Christianity. A true Christian and a true believer would never do that because they would understand the humility in that. But we don't even need to go there. The, the the first your first reaction is don't judge yet he calls himself a brother and that puts us in a whole different category of looking well okay well if you're going to be especially somebody that's a representative of Christ and or a representative of Christ and you're going to act and say these things no at some point Christians have to rise up and separate the from from that and realize whoa, whoa, whoa okay see that right there that's a false christ and that's not who i follow but we don't we keep stumbling into this this lie and then we get the biggest names in in evangelical you know circles to come and to sell this it like does it not does it not think about this? Look at a person like Franklin Graham 
and then a person like John MacArthur. They're both well-respected in, in the evangelical world. Most people are kind of would kind of be confused at the different the, the examples that I'm making here. Okay, but here we have Franklin Graham that would stand behind and make a list of these excuses for these things. And then we have another teacher over here that says, yeah, we need to shed this illusion that everything that he's saying is true. You don't understand, like there's a, there's a, people just don't understand that difference. And I think that that is just extremely important. Because you can't tout and say that, oh, look at how great Franklin Graham, he fights for this. and it. Well, no, because you have a person like John MacArthur who's saying the exact, I mean, who believes the exact same way, except, believe, you know, accepted in the evangelical circles, but yet he's saying this. So it's unpopular opinion when somebody says something against the Pharisees or against this world. And nobody, everybody wants to shut it off and not listen to it. Go, oh, no, you're wrong. I don't believe that. I'm going to dislike this. I'm going to leave this. I'm going to go out of here. But you're not even really paying attention to what's really being said. Or the, the truth here. You are just, just buying in to the lies of this world and this world's systems. This world's politics is the world. All the things that we're warned in Scripture about is right here. Here's your application. The world. Our world right now involves politics. And it does matter. It does matter because fruit of the Spirit. Because if you truly have the Spirit, this behavior is not allowed and it's not acceptable. But if you don't, it's flagrant, rampant, and it even you don't. But you, you have to understand that. So if there's a gauge to see these things, and that means that there's going to be one group of Christians who do this and one group of Christians who don't do this. Or, quote-unquote, Christians who do this. Believers that think they're believers. Why does Jesus give us these examples in the Gospels, if they don't ring true through all generations until he returns. Be like, yeah, you know what? You're really close, but you love the world and you're not willing to give it up. At no point, it, I, no, Christ would not like rise up a person like this and say here put aside your morals this is okay we're making america great again guys at no point would he ever do that that's not my opinion that's that's gospel truth that is not what christ came to do that's not what he said are we supposed to be making a big scene and being disrespectful no absolutely not I've said that a hundred times before. That's not what we're called to do either. Our duty is very well laid out. But this duty of, 
I one of the person one of the people that I had to stop following on Instagram literally said because it was a Christian's duty to do these things. And to where where scripturally can you tell me where where is my duty? I have a feeling that you might try to do Romans, but uh, well, that would be a very bad idea. I would not advise such. I would not advise that. It, but it's not in there. We need to understand in this in our in Christianity that our leaders and especially our political leaders were never a good thing, ever. God accomplished his purposes through them. Yes, and he still accomplishes his purposes through them. But as far as us to identify them as such and go, ooh, that leader's good, or ooh, that leader's... No. That's not what we are... Yes, there's... I mean... You know, and then it's funny because then people will say, well, then with that attitude, then that's how people like Hitler get in. And I'm like, you really think <laughs> that God's yeah. sovereign will is not going to be accomplished because you didn't do your duty? Yeah. So now everything God so was working on just, ah. So now, ah, dang. dang it. Plan B. No. <laughs> it. Does matter because it matters. This matters how we live our everyday lives, and this is what why I'm going to be talking more on our uh, church page about um, this kingdom now theology and dominionism and all this this NAR stuff that's in the church. And okay, so this is another thing. I I know I sound crazy because I always talk about Andy Woods. And I know Andy is on the complete other side of this. Like Andy literally spends and, and has hours upon hours upon hours of teachings about how everything that I just said is wrong. Yeah. Which really surprises me. I know. And it just, yeah. I don't get it. And I acknowledge that like there is, and I don't understand. I, I don't, yeah. I don't get it how can you as yep. a premillennialist and a person that you've got to admit you know you're like okay we believe in some you know we believe in some real stuff here yeah. so this is kind of crazy like we you know if, if we're sitting together at a table we're like hey w you know we're we're the ones that look kind of weird right right yeah. you know like even back in <clears throat> jesus's day how the pharisees believed in the resurrection and sadducees didn't yep okay so the Pharisees in that day still were like, okay, yeah, dude, the dead are just going to raise out yeah. of their grave. Yeah, okay, that's going to happen. Yeah, You know, it's the same way. So we have to sit here and we have to acknowledge you're like, yeah, okay, we hold the literal view, and, and which we believe is true, and Christ even confirmed it. You know, he's like, why those of you who don't say there is, then answer me this. Okay, so, but still we go, yeah, it's going to be some pretty wild stuff from our human understanding. And on the same breath, you're sitting there talking about the Antichrist. And you're talking about the Mark of the Beast technology and how it's going to be inserted in these little chips that's going to be in our wrists. And all. Like, to me, that kind of stuff is ridiculous. To even just, I mean, 
that is such a stretch of that passage in Revelation coming from somebody that believes this way. That's a very, very long stretch to say that this is how it's going. That doesn't mean that I don't believe that the mark of the beast is real and it's going to be some sort of, of, of te- you know, something like that. But how extreme we get on this and Have crazy. you seen everybody freaking out over the chick with the Tesla who put... Yes. Okay. So I'm watching the video and I get it. Like everybody's freaking out. Like, here it is. Here it is. It's like, no, the point is, is yes, this technology does exist quite well for us. Um, So, okay. So heads up, like pay attention. This technology exists, but I'm watching the video of like the whole thing of what she did. I'm like, that is genius yeah <laughs> like so, okay i'm not okay i'm I not do it. i don't yeah i'm not saying like go get the chip cards out of your credit card and implant it to your arm and stuff like that but i'm just like watching the video of her and i'm like that is genius just the, the ingenuity that she took that and did that and now like you don't have to ever worry about losing your keys are you kidding me like you just <laughs> get in the car you're good to go like, like it's fascinating i don't acknowledge that yes there the, that technology is scary but come on we're being absolutely ridiculous Well, like when they first put the magnetic strip on debit cards, you know what I mean? Everybody freaked out. Here it is. This is it. It's the end. It's like, no. Okay. So, and Andy's not really that wild on that topic, but still he sits there, talks about the antichrist and demonology and all these other things. And yet in the same breath is sitting there defending this. And I'm going, how, how do you believing all this this age of deception this in scripture we believe that paul us you know we believe that paul is telling timothy that things are going to get worse and this deception is going to get worse and then we even we have the apostles telling us that hey satan's going to be creeping into the church in the end times and it's going to get so close to the truth that it's going to be hard to even tell What's truth and what isn't? And that's the huge point. That's huge. And it's like, we believe that, but Trump's cool. Because clearly that's how these things add up. Where's deception at then? Yeah. Well, it's the liberals. The liberals are the It doesn't occur to you that, hey, maybe while I'm so mad at this left, that maybe this just extremism that's coming over here on this side is maybe leading me down a path that I shouldn't go down. Yeah. Or that maybe that, I, I mean, I, I really think this is kind of like where this this whole thing where Christians need to sit here and go, okay, am I in love with the world or am I really in love with with my God? Because this, this is weird. It almost seems like it's like a choosing point. But it seriously affects our day-to-day behavior. Because if we believe in this Trump idea and this is a good thing, right, then we believe that this we're gaining a temporal ground to make our lives more comfortable here on this earth for a short period of t- for whatever period of time. And that we how does that not turn into a little bit of form of this dominionism or this kingdom now theology how does that not have a little bit of element of that if you're not aware of what that is i have we have plenty of other podcasts where we talked about it before but it's also funny because andy woods bannon house or yeah brand and all these other guys that are, are are really in on this you know 
pre-millennial eschatology stuff, but yet they are are bleeding Trump people. Like, that's another thing that they're trying to that's concerning to me is they're trying to say that this this stuff that's coming up and rising up against Trump, these things like the Christianity Today article and all these different things. They're they're saying that this is part of this new apostolic reformation that's trying to tear down, and I'm like, I now I'm really confused at, at this whole thing because I'm like, how can you say that something that you should be noticing could be a deception now is a part of some wacky theology about that you believe against? Like, this is the things that they're saying, I believe, go against what we believe as premillennialists. And I think that's what most, uh, these are the main problems that I have with anybody that teaches premillennialism. Andy Woods, um, JD, um, whoever, they, they, they have attached themselves to this and they have become. The uh, the thing that's also scaring me, <laughs> there's there's many of them. In case there isn't enough already. But I've noticed it with Jeffers. I've noticed it some with this David Reagan. Mm-hmm. All these guys that this love for Israel. Yeah. They just they excuse every little thing, and they act like everything that Israel does is. God's sovereign plan in every political decision, which it is. It's hard. Okay. So that was a (laughs) stupid statement. Um, But they, they act like every little thing is is something that we should support. And, and and well, that's a part of it because it is all part of God's plan and God is sovereign. Absolutely. But then it's like, okay, so you want to be in love with Israel. How about their government funded abortions and the amount that yeah, the government the, pays for that our tax dollars go to Israel and then they turn around and pay for free abortions for their people. And the fact that they are number Tel Aviv is the number one gayest city yeah. in the world. Yeah. And they are in the Middle East. Do you understand you un- the like, level at which that, that just that is <sighs> ab absolutely mind-blowing and then they like that that's part of the reason why islam hates them so bad yeah and like i don't agree with islam but if you're taking a biblical standpoint it's like i would have to side with islam over i'm like i don't know well, not the hate and the murder. No, but no, 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 no. But just I mean, this is the, wrong. Why are you doing right? This? Yeah. yeah, I mean, in the way of of that. But I'm I, in no way saying that yeah. we support the Muslims. No, but they act like every little thing like that. And and there's these big teachers that do. And then yeah. everything that I've seen on the news, like that was on Fox, Haggy, Trump's mm-hmm. cronies, all of them, they're sitting there singing the praises of Israel, and I'm like sitting there going, okay. You are somebody that interprets the Bible the way, sort of the way that I do. Some of these guys are. So, yeah. And they're up there saying these things when they know full well right now that they are on God's time out. And Israel, right now, Israel, Israel is. and mm-hmm. right now is the church age. Mm-hmm. And after the church age, he will be going, dealing with Israel again. 
So during They're this period right now, unbelief. this is a state of unbelief. It is it is absolutely insane to be sitting there singing the praises if you were if you were a these pastors doing this. Mm -hmm. It's like you should call these people to repentance and explain mm -hmm. to them and preach them the gospel. Preach to them these things and explain. This you is know exactly what's what coming, this is exactly serious. what Paul did. Mm -hmm. He pleaded with the Jews. For Christ. Yeah. I mean, he went, this is what should be done. If, if this is, if this is truly something that you believe in, which it is, it, I, I love my Jewish brothers and sisters. And I know that God still has a plan for Israel. And I know that, you know, I, I'm, that's where I, I agree with all that. But stuff. you also know, the but time I also of know the time coming, of Jacob's trouble is coming and for you want them. them to come to the belief yeah, in truth. And it's like the reality. And if people want to argue, if, if maybe some people don't understand, but those very people, like a person like Jeffers, mm -hmm. That this is somebody that teaches like that. Yeah, there will be the time of Jacob's trouble, which the seven year tribulation period, Daniel's 70th week, whatever you want to call it. And this will be because of their denial of the Messiah and to finish out God's plan for them. So. If they're headed towards that direction and you're truly love these people, mm -hmm. you're trying to save these people. Yeah. You're trying to explain to them, look, this is what this is what this is. This is what this says. You're not sitting there praising every little thing that they do, acting like God is doing something great right now. What's what with what's going on there currently? Because that, although God is doing something great, and that's the importance of what people need, like people that believe that need to understand is, yes, you can see God is doing things in Israel, in America, in, in these places. But this is the point to the soon return of Christ as the end of cli the climax of human history, as all the other apostles saw it nothing to do with how this process in this kingdom works at all the way that that any i i don't know i get so worked up <laughs> do you even know i what do you're saying i don't anymore? i do know what i'm saying but i just get so worked up again because it doesn't seem that difficult and it seems very very laid out yeah in scripture to me very very clear like this is so clear why are we even having to discuss and, this? and people that believe this way yeah are like running all over it and i'm just going okay i don't understand how we both believe that the same time frame and the same things are coming yet you can say one thing and i'm over here like with my jaw dropping to the floor going okay so if this is really what you believe that's not something that you would say right now because if that's something that you truly believe you would understand the beginning of romans when paul explains god's abandonment of a nation and how he gives the nation up to the sins that they want well and when you see that we are literally everything that's listed there it's like we're hitting every single one of these out of the park like In, dead well, ringer this is the words you use to describe america like this is a huge deal and not only that he will give you leaders based off the condition of your people and of your the state of your being where are we right now 
look what we have. Let's not take this. Let's take the support out of it, regardless of whether you support him for what he's doing or not. Just identify to me the character of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. You could love the guy and think he's the best president ever and fully support sure. him. But let's just talk. Let's about just his look character. at the character. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel, that doesn't matter. Let's so if, if a person with that type of character and that type of politics is in leadership now, what does that say about our nation? That says that we are divided. That says that we are immoral. That says all kinds of things about us. And look at the truths that that says that or that that, that shows. Tell me America's not divided. You, you have to agree, even if you're a Trump supporter and support all this. Yes, America's divided. Extremely divided. Okay, so is, is America ignorant, loudmouth? Absolutely. On both sides, the left and the right. I mean... Maybe more so the left. Maybe they've always been the more louder, obnoxious voices. But the right is the same thing. And, and, and Trump is like the, the poster boy of the right side, rude and arrogant things that the right says. Like he literally, like he Rush Limbaugh, all these guys owe Trump a big thank you. Because they have got like, he has set a new bar for cons like conservative Republicans to be able to get away with saying and doing so many different things. <laughs> like, oh, that top has been pulled yeah, wide like, open now. I, I mean, it's can, a I can't imagine it back in the early 90s if Rush Limbaugh <laughs> would have said some of the stuff that Trump said now. Like, I just, I can't even fathom. Or like Michael Savage. Like, I mean, Michael Savage said some of this stuff. But he was, you know, even a few years ago, he was a wacko that nobody listened to. He was just a crazy, yeah. you know, and now it's become what we're defined by. Yeah. So even if regardless, I'm not trying to have an argument with you of whether on this point, whether or not you, you support it or not, you just have to identify these characters, not take it any further and just say, well, what does that show? Because... It, the Bible clearly teaches, it, Isaiah lays it out fairly clear, that the Lord gives you these leaders based on that. So, and I mean, again, that's, it's not only that. Matter of fact, it's, in, it's all over in Proverbs. It it literally is all over in the last couple chapters what of about Proverbs. Our haughtiness, our pride. Are well, you I mean, I, me? <laughs> I don't even think we, I think, how long have we been podcasting already? 42 minutes. Yeah, see, I would have another 42 <laughs> minutes of just those points. Yeah. But, I mean, let's look at, I mean, just think of like Proverbs 28.2. When there is moral rot within a nation, its government topples easy. But wise and knowledgeable leaders bring stability. We don't have any type of stability right now. I mean, but, the, but we got moral the rotting rot. and moral rot. Yeah, I mean, that defines, I mean, that's what, if anybody talks about our Congress, our government, like any of these things, I mean, everybody goes, oh, yeah. And we just roll our eyes like, yeah, we just know. The whole thing's a mess. I don't. And one thing that's also a huge point in that 
in Proverbs 28.4, to reject the law is to praise the wicked. To obey the law is to fight them. So, like, what... Wicked isn't just defined as one side. Wicked is defined in a whole. So regardless of whether you agree or not, you know, we have to we have to take scripture seriously. So I don't know. I, I don't think I have any more to rant about on that. I'm trying to think. You feel yeah. any better? I feel a little bit better, maybe. <laughs> I mean, and that's the point I think that's so hard is it's like, you know, I feel like on one hand people are like, well, you say this shouldn't be that big of a deal, but yet you talk about it all the time. It's like, yeah, we only talk about it because in our Christian American culture and setting community today, the overwhelming majority are hailing Trump, not just because of worldly, you know, whatever reasons you might be involved in, but as such an amazing Christian man and what he's doing. And again, we're happy to sit here and say, yeah, it's the end. Jesus is coming, yada, yada, whatever. But thank goodness we got somebody in there making America great again. Okay, well, if it's the end and Jesus is coming, we know that America's nowhere in Bible prophecy. So guess what that means? It means America ceases to exist in any form of anything noteworthy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not they, saying they, like we fall into a pit no. and physically aren't here, right, but it's but our, our military, there, there our government. of the United States. Yeah, Bible so Bible. our military, our government, our people have to cease to be anything worth writing home about. Okay, so we want to sit here and we want to just cling on to our patriotism and our love of country and of military and of our president and of all of these things. Again, that's not the point of this, but the point being that if we really are in these end times, if we really are looking for the rapture of the church at any moment, you can't be doing that while sitting over here clinging on to and doing all the things you possibly can within your power to make America great again and get these things back to awesome and blah, blah, whatever. Because if we're truly in this last final phase here, which it's nearly 2,000 years since Jesus was here, like he's coming back, America isn't going to continue to be this huge, amazing, great, take ever, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can't no, claim both not. of these things. They're oil and water. They don't mix. And we need to shed the illusion that, that just because we, this is the best option doesn't mean that we necessarily support it. We need to shed this option or this, this idea of quit saying that we are, um, you know, he, we didn't vote for a choir boy. And also this notion that, that God uses these unjust people to be leader. I mean, that, that, of course that is, that is a true statement, but it's, it's also really ridiculous to, to say in this, in this instance, because, you know, I think that's obvious about a person like Trump. That should be more than obvious that he is definitely being used by God. But how and where our focus is on that is what is concerning. And I think, um, I think we as Christians need to take a look at that from a legitimate standpoint. 
I think us as conservative Christians need to take a look at all this because I agree with all of the things that all of the principles that they're screaming about and all the different things, um, you know, without this love, this ridiculous love for country that has, has become part of this. Um, that I mean, in a ridiculous way, not in the way of just just normal, you know, innocent patriotism. I'm talking about just ridiculous, you know, near blasphemy. This religious movement that's that's come out of it. Um, you know, I I just think it's I think for the people that are that are even more conservative and need to sit and look at this objectively and. How somebody could say that the the Antichrist in in the age of deception is drawing, cl- you know, these things are drawing closer, yet think that we should hold on to a man during throughout these times is is just bonkers to me. I mean, it really is. I just I, I don't get it. Why would you cling to this? Why would you not see that? Oh, okay. Our nation is suffering the abandonment of God. And if that's what our nation is suffering now, I would I would probably say that the that, that time of the close of the Gentiles is probably getting a little bit quicker. I, or, or or closer. I don't know that for sure. But I would say that uh, that in common sense to think of just the pure size, influence, and everything that this country has on history, that we should take a serious, honest look at that and and say, "Wow, maybe we're in a little bit worse position or place than we thought." So, I guess that's just my rant against. It's it's weird. It's like I. Uh, I have people I agree with, you know, in, in a lot of different principles, but yet I would come against saying things like JD, Andy, um, even some of MacArthur's stuff. I don't completely agree with MacArthur on some of the stuff that he said recently. So, you know, um, I'm definitely way more John Piper in that. I think John Piper is a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, he does a good job he, with that. Yeah, he does. He's a little bit more harsh about it, I think, than anybody else, but. Uh, he he's also a little bit more biblical, I think, than everybody yeah. else. So on that that particular subject, so um, I do feel a little bit better. Here, you all finally got a podcast. <laughs> I've been waiting for one that everybody's gonna hate. Uh, but no, it's it's honestly a plea. I mean, it, it's not it's not that I want to pick a fight with this. It's not that I want to uh, argue. And I know a lot of people don't i i saw somebody mention in the comments it was a good i i don't know if this is in a comment to an article i read and i don't know if this might not be a good example of it because it's not necessarily a hundred percent true but he says that as far as you know premillennialism and the timing of the rabbit and all that and he said i would like to argue that this does matter because think about the fact of what you're actually saying you know, okay, so if I, I'm I'm a pan millennialist, I don't I, I, that means I believe that things are just going to pan out in the end. I don't really care. I really don't know. You know, and so the, his comment was that you. So you're basically saying that 
God didn't promise Israel these things. And, you, you know, you're essentially saying that you're doubting what the Lord has promised. And that's essentially a Christian belief to believe that the Lord's going to do everything he says. I mean, that you don't need to know, you know, the doctrine breakdowns to, to understand that. But that was his point uh, kind of summed up. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't think he was right. But I think with what he was saying is I would like to argue that it does. These things do matter. And it, it doesn't. It, is it a salvation issue? This might be in the extreme form of it. It might be. Because you might have somebody that's just completely in love with the world and wants nothing to do with Christ. That thinks that they, they believe in a false Christ and they have been captivated and they want it. And I think that we've seen that in this country. I think that we have seen those people. We want, everybody wants to have I, I, this Hank Hill type lifestyle, you know, or, or even above that, where you, you do the thing, you have an HOA, your, your grass is cut perfectly, you know, you, your status in, in life is where you judge your level of Christian, you know, like, what, I mean, that's just like, you're, okay, so you're middle class, you're an upper class yeah. Christian, so you're, you're good, you're successful, you're productive to, to society and, and, in this country, and, you know, you're the more you're of an upright of citizen you are, the better a Christian you also right. are, right? Like those things are tied hand in hand. And some people are truly in love with America and this American lifestyle. Is it hard not to be? Sure. Sometimes it's like, I, I mean, yeah, there's there's some pretty funny, like inner cool Amer American things that we that we have these and not saying that that they're all bad, but there's, there's a religion to this and there's a false Christ in here and there's people that can't separate it is my, is my issue here that, that think it's one and the same. There's people that can and people that can't. And I think largely it's more the people that can't and they're, they're, they're in love with the world and this world's systems. They don't truly want Christ. They truly don't understand the gospel. They don't truly understand forgiveness and repentance and these things they they understand their american life and that's what they want because they think that jesus is the same jesus that that everybody that 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 we're talking about here and it's not it's not at all there there is a religion to it and there is there's plenty of evidence there's plenty of even even uh, worldly studies and, and things done on the topic that shows that Americans have turned this into a religion. And those are the things that I think I, I just call people to, to, to look at and to say, is this something that I have done? Do I really follow Christ or do I really follow this worldly, this system in, in this, the, the, the popular way? So I guess, it, like I said, it was more just a plea as well and not just trying to pick fights. I think that this does matter because based off of those parameters, I think that they're, that, that because that there's a false Christ involved in this 
And I think a majority of people do want to chase after that false Christ just naturally because of the opportunity, because of all the different things that we have in this country. Well, why wouldn't you? Right. We're the perfect setting. And this is what's so funny is people say so often, well, thank goodness we have our freedom and we have this and we get to be American and we don't have to live like, you know, the Christians do in persecuted countries and things like that. And it's like, okay, I mean, I get that way of thinking, but then sometimes... And we've read some very convicting testimonies of I find people in, the scripture in other countries. that we don't pray, that we don't have to do. To I believe think that we're kind of actually getting the short end of the stick. Look at the status of the Christian church I in don't, America. I, I think Look the Bible teaches this. against praying, saying that, oh, thank God yeah. that I'm not like another man. Yeah. I'm not well, like yeah, that Well, yeah, completely. But, but are you really doing that much better because of your freedom and all of your other stuff? We are largely living in a state of apostasy and lukewarm, wishy-washy, junk Christianhood. I mean, that's honestly what most average American professing Christian lives in. So are we really thankful for that? That our government, our, our country has set up this ridiculous but highly successful cesspool of loving the world and being a lukewarm Christian. Is that really something to be thankful for? Yeah, I, I don't know. And it, it's funny. We saw, there was a headline that I saw before we started. And I want to ask like, if, if this country was getting better and if he was getting it, we wouldn't have headlines in the news like this. Transgender man gives birth to non-binary partner's baby with female sperm donor. What? I feel like I got to sit down and like write that out to make sure I'm following yep. the, the line correctly. Transgender man gives birth to non-binary partner's baby with female sperm donor. That's making me so, great again. Yep. What? That's happening. Glad we've got that going for us. I don't even know what to say about that. Nothing. But I, I, I would just, I would be careful because I think, um, in there's a there's a lyric in a song that I really really like that's not a Christian song, so I'm not gonna say it. But it's, I mean, the principles of the song are Christian because he says, "In this crucial time of creation, we have to truth." We have to seek truth over deception. Mm -hmm. So in this crucial time of where we are in God's, in God's plan, because right now it's an extremely crucial time. Yes. We are seeing things that we've never seen before on the levels that we've never seen before all around the world. Regardless, we, we, we can identify that it's a crucial time in many different ways. Yeah. It, it's this, I mean... Every every political leader acknowledges this. I mean, this is something that um, every like you watch any political leader speech, and they in in their in their talk is this is a crucial time. Yep. In this time, in these times, this is a crucial. Everybody will say these things. So this is extremely crucial time, and we have to seek truth during this time. Because it's all deception now. Like, this is this is the... there. It's fake news. I mean, it, that's where that term... Like, it, it means a lot in our culture. Pay attention to that. 
because fake news just isn't this this political idea that we get that's left versus right in the division of that no fake news is deception and who is the master of deception it's satan and it's running wild and we're falling victim to it in the church and it's separating the sheep from the goats so i would just make sure that you're in the fold and not outside the fold so i guess that's i feel like forrest gump that's all i got to say <laughs> that's about. all i have to say about that yeah uh, yeah i mean i don't um please at least consider these things yeah even if you don't agree with them think about it and dig into scripture see what it says yep that's it yep that's it see you next time friends friends <laughs> for like another month before we'll have a podcast no we'll try to get another <laughs> we're one we're trying out. to get like tuesdays and thursdays being podcast day because you do he's doing so much you guys in the home church group and you haven't joined us already please come and join us because he has got like I mean, besides the Sunday services and Wednesday messages, doing a prayer gathering, and then he's got all kinds of live discussions and things like that. So you guys totally come, APHomeChurch.com, and all the links are on there um, to come join us. But we are trying to do podcasts at least a couple times a week. That's the goal, Lord willing. (laughs) All right. See you next time.